This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Between 1914 and 1918, millions of people participated and millions of people died during what was and remains the largest war in history, the First World War. The community of Swindon was deeply affected by the conflict and Swindon Town Football Club was no exception. The memorial, that is situated above the tunnel in the Arkell stand, lists the men who played for Swindon before becoming victims of the conflict. This episode aims to remember those who participated. It's time to sound the hooter for a tribute episode of The Lone Strangers. Prior to the breakout of the First World War, Swindon Town participated in the Southern League and they were really quite good. Between 1908 and 1915, Swindon Town had finished in the top five of a 20-team league on seven occasions winning the league in 1911 and in 1914. They had reached the FA Cup semi-finals in both 1910 and 1912 and beat Barnsley in the 1910 Bonnet Cup, which was held in Paris. They were also on the losing end of a thrilling 8-4 against Manchester United in the Charity Shield. This era included some of the club's greatest ever names, including Bob Jefferson, and Billy Telt was there as was Billy Silto, who had travelled to South Africa with England for an unofficial tour in 1910. Then the Cap Skiller's reflex was so good that it was said that during training sessions they threw tennis balls at him just to keep him sharp. England international Harold Fleming, arguably our greatest ever player, had scored 18 times during the 1913-1914 season. And joining Fleming up front was schoolteacher Freddie Wheatcroft, an England amateur cap who was enjoying a third spell at the club. Despite the start of the war, the Southern League programme went ahead. The aforementioned legends are joined by former England schoolboy international Bertie Denyer, who had signed from West Ham United. When comparing to the previous season, Swindon struggled. The highlight was a 6-0 win over Watford, with Archie Bounds scoring all six. The town eventually finished ninth, their lowest finish since 1907. 
The Football Association suspended the Football League in 1915 and any momentum from this great town side was suddenly motionless. Harold Fleming became a PE instructor in Cambridge, but Bertie Denyer, Bob Jefferson, Billy Silto, Len Skinner, Billy Tout, Freddie Wheatcroft, along with a host of reserve players and former town players including Matty Lockhead, Albert Milton, Billy Brewer, Thomas Newton and Lionel Piggin, they headed for war. We all know that the First World War was an unpleasant experience for millions of people, including Sergeant Bertie Denyer, who fought with the Sportsman's Battalion. He was severely wounded in battle, losing half of his intestines and told, somewhat irrelevantly given the circumstances, that he'd never play football again. By the time the list of town greats were enlisting, several former reserve players were already in Europe. Billy Brewer was from Chippenham a talented centre-forward who had briefly joined Swindon from his hometown club. His one and only game before returning to Chippenham was on December 20th, 1913, playing alongside Fleming, Jefferson, Silto, Talton, Skiller in the 2-1 home loss to Cardiff City in front of 10,000 fans. Brewer, a member of the Duke of Edinburgh's Wiltshire Regiment, was no stranger to the military as he had served in the Territorial Force for three years. However, he was an early casualty of the war. He died in the Ypres salient in November 1914. His resting place is unknown, but his name can be found along with over 50,000 others on the Menin Gate Memorial. George Bath was also a Wiltshire boy. His parents lived on Kings Hill Road in Swindon. Like Brewer, Private Bath fought in the Wiltshire Regiment, and he also died in Flanders in February 1915. His resting place is in the Kemmel Chateau Military Cemetery in Belgium. Sadly, the Western Front wasn't the only place to claim the life of a former town player. Jimmy Chalmers's football career was winding down when war was declared. He had enjoyed a decent career playing for some of the big names of the era, including Preston North End and Sunderland, before playing in the Southern League with Watford and Tottenham Hotspur. He joined town from Spurs in 1904 and enjoyed a productive first season, scoring 11 goals in a partnership with Freddie Wheatcroft in attack. Chalmers scored 16 times in 78 appearances for Swindon in all competitions until he moved to Norwich City in 1906 before later returning to his native Scotland. Private Chalmers joined the Royal Scots Fusiliers. His battalion landed in Gallipoli as part of the 155th Brigade in the 52nd Lowland Division. The campaign was a massive failure for the Allied powers and Chalmers' regiment were evacuated in early 1917. Sadly, Private Chalmers wasn't one of the lucky ones. His grave is unknown, but his name could be found on the Hells Memorial in Turkey. Edward Murphy played in the Football League with Glossop and Berry before arriving in Wiltshire in 1906. Murphy had one season with Swindon in the Southern League. He played 37 times and scored six goals. This included a brace against New Brompton and even grabbed a goal in his final appearance for Swindon against Northampton Town. Murphy's football career had ended and he'd returned to his native Staffordshire by the time the war broke. He enlisted with the 1st Battalion of the North Staffs Regiment. The 1st Battalion fought in France throughout the war, but Private Murphy was wounded on the Western Front and repatriated to King George V Military Hospital in London, where he passed away on May 25, 1916. He's buried in his hometown of Tunstall. William Kirby, or Sonny Jim Kirby as he was better known, 
had enjoyed a 14-year football career before the war. He played for his hometown club of Preston North End in the Football League and then played in the Southern League with West Ham United and Exeter City and was a favourite at Portsmouth and enjoyed two spells at Swindon Town. Sadi Jim enlisted early on and was attached to the Royal Engineers. During this time he was invalided out of the war and returned to the safety of England. He worked at the Royal Arsenal and played for Croydon Common and Brentford but he grew unsatisfied with his working conditions and Private Kirby re-enlisted linking up with the East Yorkshire Regiment in 1917, where later that year he was killed in the Western European Theatre. At the time of his death, Kirby was the father to five children under the age of 11. Kirby is buried at the Bard Cottage Cemetery. Also remembered on the Swindon Town Plaque of Remembrance is Reginald William Menham. He was a pioneer with the Coldstream Guards, a soldier who performs engineering and construction tasks. Menem was killed in action in 1917. His name is also listed on the War Memorial at Christ Church in Old Town. Arthur Beadsworth played in the Football League with his hometown club, Leicester, but joined Swindon Town from Manchester United in 1903. Beadsworth was a regular during his two seasons at Swindon, scoring 11 goals in 54 appearances for the club. Highlights including winning goals against sides like West Ham United and Millwall and a brace in his final game for town against Northampton, the same departing game as Jimmy Chalmers. He left for Blackburn Rovers shortly afterwards. When war broke out, Arthur, a shoe operative, was living in Hinckley with his wife. He served with the 7th Battalion of the Leicestershire Regiment, which was raised as part of Kitchener's 2nd New Army and he went to France in July 1915. Arthur's battalion fought at the Somme helped force the German retreat to the Hindenburg Line, the Arras Offensive and Passchendaele. It's probable that Sergeant Beesworth succumbed to his wound suffered during Passchendaele and died on October 9th, 1917. He is buried at the Wimmeru Communal Cemetery in France. October 1917 was a tragic month. William Kirby died on the 3rd, Arthur Beesworth died on the 11th and it didn't stop there. Albert Milton joined Swindon in 1914, shortly before the outbreak of war. He signed from Sunderland where he'd played over a hundred times. The highlight of Milton's town career must have surely been holding first division side Chelsea to a 1-1 draw in the FA Cup at the county ground in front of a bumper crowd of 22,900 people. With Britain at war he returned to the North East in 1915 but Milton eventually entered the theatre of conflict. He enlisted with the Royal Field Artillery becoming a bombardier. He was attached to the 64th Brigade and died at Passchendaele days after Arthur Beadsworth. Also remembered on the Swindon Town War Memorial is Harold Warren. He served with the Royal Army Service Corps and died in 1918. In 2018, over a hundred years since his final game for Swindon Town, Freddie Wheatcroft is still in the top 10 highest goalscorer list in the club's history. An England international at amateur level, the school teacher played for Swindon over three spells, 1904 to 1905, returning again in, for 1905 and 06, and returning in 1909 for what was his most successful period of his career. A prolific goalscorer, he scored a hat-trick on his town debut against Longfleet St Mary's in the FA Cup. In 1909 he scored a haul and a hat-trick against Reading and was a key member of the 1911 and 1914 Southern League Championships and FA Cup runs during that period, although he did miss an open goal against Newcastle United in the 1910 FA Cup semi-final. 
Wheatcroft originally attested under Lord Derby's group scheme without ever being called for service. He was eventually conscripted into the East Surrey Regiment under the Military Service Act in May 1916. Private 201674 Wheatcroft settled well into military life and was soon appointed Lance Corporal. He was then promoted to Corporal before being appointed Lance Sergeant. In May 1917, Wheatcroft's leadership qualities were further recognised by the military and he was commissioned as a second lieutenant. By November 1917, second lieutenant Wheatcroft found himself commanding a platoon of B Company of the 13th East Surreys during the British offensive near Cambrai. And on November 25th, the battalion was tasked with clearing the village of Boulogne and the ground close to Boulogne Wood. However, the battalion was badly hit by German machine gun and mortar fire. Unable to advance any further, the men clung on desperately until ordered to withdraw the following day. It was during the attempted withdrawal on November 26th that Freddie Wheatcroft was killed. The 35-year-old was one of 239 casualties sustained by the 13th East Surreys by the time they were eventually relieved from positions near Boulogne on November 27th. He was described as a splendid officer, brave, efficient and thoroughly trustworthy, and in the truest sense, a leader of men. Wheatcroft is buried at the Anu Military Cemetery, and there are memorials to Wheatcroft in his hometown of Alfreton and at the Radnor Street Cemetery in Swindon. Swindon Town players both old and new did return. Harold Fleming, Bob Jefferson, Lionel Picking, Billy Silto, Len Skinner, Billy Tout, Albert Davies, Martin Nayland, Matty Lockhead. Matty Lockhead suffered concussion as a result of a bursting shell in 1915. In the same year, Town's reserve goalkeeper Thomas Newton became the first casualty of his battalion after injuring himself while disembarking. It got worse for him though because a year later he was wounded and captured by the Germans. He did come home. And finally, remember Bertie Denyer? He lost half of his intestines and was told his football career was over. Well, he returned to Swindon Town and went on to play 352 more games for the club, including the 2-0 FA Cup giant killing of Manchester United at Old Trafford in 1930. He provided the assist for Town's second goal. Swindon Town's First World War Roll of Honour. George Bath. Arthur Beadsworth, William Arthur Brewer, James Chalmers, William Kirby, Reginald William Menham, Albert Milton, Edward Murphy, Harold Victor Warren, Frederick George Wheatcroft. Hi Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.